Hey guys, this is Eddie Beveridge. I play Philip on Outsiders. You're currently listening to Bleed TV. Not only the best, but my favorite podcast out there. Hey everybody, this is Jay Adams. I'm double for Ryan Hurst, and you're listening to Bleed TV Podcast. Hey, this is Barrett Hackney. I play Butch on Outsiders. You're listening to my favorite podcast, Bleed TV. This is Tina. I play Sharon on Outsiders, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Bleed TV. Hi, this is Lori Clatcher. I play Emily. We're listening to Bleed TV Podcast. Hey, this is Tariq Lowe. I play James on Outsiders, and you're listening to Bleed TV Podcast. Yeah! This is Rebecca Harris. I play Letta on Outsiders, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Bleed TV. This is Mark Jeffrey Miller. I play Craig on The Outsiders, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Bleed TV. You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And I've got Outsiders. This was episode 12. Of season 2. Season 2. With and a very fitting name, I thought. Yeah. Uh, with everything that's going on right now, as sadly everybody knows, we have not been renewed for season 3 and everything. Oh, man. You know, I hate starting a pod with a bad mouth, you know, bad mouthing or, or poor mouth or feel like i got a thorn in my shoe and that's just that's the way i've been walking all week i mean I, I've, I've been stepping in gum every single day with a rock <laughs> underneath it and it is absolutely brutal it is man but just, to bring it all back around the title was called what must be done what must be done and man. i have i would love to say that our community our fans the fans of the show and everything are doing what must be done Absolutely. There's been petitions going around that we've been signing. I know I've signed three or four different ones. Yeah, I've signed them and I've promoted them and shared them, which is what I'm hoping everybody else is doing. You know, and I'm doing hashtag Shea Must Stay. Absolutely. On hashtag Outsiders WGN, right. even though we don't like WGN right now. Yeah. You know, we want to stay continuous with what's been known. Yeah. That way we can stay trending. Of course, you, you write your letters and you send your messages to, you know, uh, at Sony Pictures, and, um, the head guy's name is Zach, and I posted his address and everything, all the information. And just make sure our voices are heard, everybody, because yeah, that's the most I mean, important thing that we can do. That's that's where it's at. So I mean, uh, it, it's a heavy heart. It's been a long week due to the news because you know we've got a special connection. We've met so many actors and so many people in the show and production, and you see the time, the effort, and the just the absolutely amazing product that's come from this. And to see that some bonehead, you know, somebody made a decision to cancel this gym. Amazing that, show. That, you know, and which, you know, like the evil is, everything's around money. So evidently it's not going in the direction or making the money that it needs to or whatever. But uh, it's just, it's really sad because you hate to see really, really good shows get cut short. And so I'm just going to remain hopeful, be positive. You know, our, our good friend Krista uh, that runs the fan group and like that, you know, she, she's saying it right. You know, if you put positive energy out there, positive is what's going to come back to you. And so we're going to stay positive. Absolutely. And, so uh, you're going to continue to see us on Twitter with Shay Must Stay and every other tag that we can think of to keep pushing forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, it's just – it's just one of those things, you know, and so... And uh, make sure you watch it live next week at what time? Well, it's normal time, so yeah. it's, uh, you know, well, Tuesday, Well, I'm saying you, you always spit it out, so I mean... I was, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday, it's 8, 9 yeah. Central, and it's April 25th, I think, is the final. I'm not, I refuse to call it the series... Yes. 
This I'm is the season saying, finale. It's the season finale. I'm and not so, calling it the series one. Let's make sure, everyone, that we can try to do our best to watch it live. Live tweet it. You know, let's have some conversations with it. Maybe. You know, what I did is is that um, I turned it on in two bedrooms yep. on live and DVR'd it. So I watched it. So the one TV was watching it live. <laughs> I DVR'd it later and kept it on. And I wish I had put that out earlier, you know, on social media or something like that. It's like, even if you can't be there to watch it live, you plan to watch it. Just turn this, it on. Just go ahead and turn the TV on that channel and they'll get the rating bump. Yeah. Any you know, little thing that we can do to help. Yeah, so that's the way I looked at it. That's the way we rolled with it. And so as for the episode itself, I thought it was a very strong episode. Um, I it thought did, it was very dark. It, you know what? It made me feel like we it were watching <laughs> the second to last episode of a Game of Thrones. Yes. Because like the second to last episode of Game of Thrones always was a big setup and some darkness and some twist and turn and the main ball was dropping exactly and it you know it just it set the path for what the season finale was going to do for mm-hmm. you and so uh, that's kind of what i felt like and and it ended up being coming out that way because a lot of key things happened this episode i mean some big balls dropped Absolutely. not not literally but uh, <laughs> figuratively we had uh, some resolutions pun, yes. <laughs> we, had, we had some nice resolutions right so the episode starts with a really cool visual. Um, little Foster wakes up in this kind of grayscale. Yes. Um, you know, filter, what do you want to call it? Kind of really neat. It was, you know. It took me back to the only positive from Batman v Superman. It was where the <laughs> Superman thing, and like we had the uh, insignia of, oh man, what's the bad guy's name? Uh, Which one? Zod? No, it wasn't Zod. It was when Batman woke up in the dream world and stuff, and the city was, like, flattened it on fire. Oh, man, don't get me lying. Oh, my God. It's one of Batman's main people. Well, lesser known. Big bad guys. But it took me back to that and that kind of cinematography and everything, and it was that movie grade, which is what made it so spectacular. Yeah, that's true that. And then, you know, this also takes us kind of back to the magic side element of the TV show that we haven't seen yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, You know, it sprinkles it in very seldom, you know. Um, he's following Elon up the side of this mountain. And this whole, we finally get the, you know, the, the image of the, the drawing mm-hmm. used very poetically, you know, of what, this is what should be looking like. Instead, this is what you see. And... Um, pretty cool, you know, to have that foreshadow earlier and be used now towards the end of the season. Uh, I mean, the writing on the show is spectacular, and the way they were able to use things from three to four episodes back and make them relevant and actually make sense now. You're not seeing it anywhere. Yeah, you're you're not, and now you got you got these puzzle pieces, and they're showing up, and it's pretty sweet. Um, cuts immediately away, you know, to him waking up and. You know, evidently the motorcycle died, and off they go, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, I really hated that this motorcycle was dead. I had a big yeah, problem with I mean, it. This was monumental like, motorcycle, <laughs> man. No, you know. Um, but then, you know, I'm going to tell you what really hit me was seeing Haley Grimes on a slab the next yeah. scene. I mean, this was – woof. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was it was tough to watch. It was really tough because, I mean, they kept showing her face. And it was super realistic. I mean, the guys uh, at yeah. Atollin. I think that was her. <laughs> I think it was her. Really? I think it was her sitting there and being motionless. Uh, you know, if it was. I mean, there was like no if blinking. If it was a full prosthetic of her, best I've seen. I mean, there was no blinking her age. She was, she was motionless. Like, I mean, I this mean, is what. The, hey, you're talking about commitment as an actor. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if this was her, <laughs> by God. 
Yeah, um, the, yeah, it was just really tough, man. I mean, I really, really liked her character before she became the. I was about to say I was starting to really, really like her character. I, I, you know, I mean, I thought she's acted it fantastically throughout the entire show. Yeah, I just the metamorphosis of her character, how well done it was, mm-hmm. the, the acting she did. Francie Swift was amazing. Um, the only regret I have is I wish that we had got a chance to talk to her while the sh- while she was still on the show. Uh, maybe one day. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I mean, my only regret was she ended up like Aaron Hernandez. And I mean, oh, man. You had I to mean, go there. I mean, it happened today and everything. Uh, this and is Blue TV. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Um, I, how about Matt's meeting with the lieutenant governor and the constituents of One Planet? Um, um, I, don't, I don't remember the actor's name that was playing the lieutenant government. The lieutenant governor, but he has packed some yes. pounds on in the day. He really has. Uh, He's I mean, eating good, this nice guy, and relaxed. I mean, this was from Home Alone back in the day. This was the dad, and I cannot remember his name to save his life, but I'm telling you, he, he, man, the buffet has not done him well. No, but I mean, his acting was still on point. I, I, his voice is charismatic to me. You know, it's kind of squirrely, girlish, mm-hmm. squeal, but in kind of a fun, appealing way. I don't know how to put it, you know. Um, but you know, Matt's, I'd like to tender my resignation, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, all that good gobby stuff. Um, he made good points. John Hurd. John Hurd. There you go. Um, he made good points like that. Well, he didn't really. Uh, as soon make- as he said, I will tender my resignation. The next in the next three or four lines, it was like, and I never said that, you know, it was never even like nobody argued with it. Nobody contradicted it nobody anything you know what i mean i thought i did think that was kind of strange that he's like i want resonation and it felt like he was in the power seat the entire time exactly exactly it was very frank underwoodish i i just um i think it was one time that like it was missing at least one person challenging him saying that Mm -hmm. or there was something missing from that dialogue because it went way too fast from uh, my resonation to I'm already in the. I'm in charge seat. here. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, I thought that was kind of strange. Um, and he and he mentioned about bringing in the feds, right? Right. In, in this meeting and stuff, he did. He and, did. Federal support's what we need, and nobody wants that. You know, because Lieutenant Governor shot him down immediately. Um, so then you get Matt and his, you know, his terrorist cell from one planet, and they got what we thought was Gordon Eric Thomas. Yes. Um, bomber. Um, kind of a surprise. Yeah, did not see this coming. Uh, now we know why he lives in Winnebago and or in a camper on the back of a truck. The man is wanted. Um, for a pretty big for thing. murder. Yeah, bomb terrorism, no small thing. She was, you know, we we get the classic. No one was supposed to be in there. Is yeah, it? I mean, yeah. this this is the company employee working overtime, beloved fifteen years. <laughs> This is a small version of Timothy McVeigh. Let's be honest with you. Domestic terrorism at its best, okay? Um, so, don't even. So, they got this on him. And the, what about this plan? Go make friends. Yeah, I don't see how you're going to send a random person up to the top of this mountain to make friends with people who hate all outsiders and are very distrusting of the people in the town right now. Uh, yeah. Within I, two episodes, because, I mean, that's where we're hitting a finale. Yeah, I I wasn't real, real sure. 
don't get me wrong. I do like that anytime we get characters you don't expect interacting with other characters. With one another, it's a very nice thing. Yeah. I mean, so it was cool for that. Um, But I just, I struggled. I struggled with, you know. Which is how they implemented him with him being up on the mountain in such a short fashion and. Just like, no, 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 guys, this isn't a mistake. I'm meant to be here. I'm camping. And I was like, I don't see this incorporation. Like, why are we going to be so open to him? Yes, I know he's coming with a plan. And I liked how we were hesitant on already accepting him into the group. And, you know, Big Foster being like, well, what's to say you're not with one planet? And there's an ambush set up for us as soon as we go through these gates and stuff. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's just go ahead and finish out this story arc because cutting back and forth like we do sometimes, Gordon goes up there. And I'm going to call him Gordon. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. He goes up there as part of this plan. And I thought it was pretty neat. You see him come up there and he comes across a couple of children. And you know they're playing like all these rings mm-hmm. on something. I think that was a pretty cool detail effect, and so on. And, and then they run inside, and, and then a guy comes out with a Winchester thirty thirty. Yeah, you know, right at him. Um, thought that was pretty cool. And God, I, I know that actor. I've talked to him. And am I am I wrong to say is that Mark Landon? Maybe I don't know. Um. Uh, I would love to say that it was. I think it is. I think because I've talked to him before. He follows us on yeah. Facebook and stuff like that. And yes, that's him. Okay. I, I knew. I knew. I re- is it Mark London? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, Landon. No, it's Landon. And um, he rolls out there with that Winchester, puts it on him, da da da. And they come up there. And so then you've got this scene where they're sitting there, and you've got Ted Williams and mm-hmm. you know, and the, the rest of the crew around him and stuff. Um, you know. Is this where he pulls out the laptop, showing him the plans and everything? No, not so much. This was later. He's sitting there and he's pleading his case, you know, uh, hey, this yeah. is who I am. This is why you need to trust me and that whole story. You know what I had a problem with this right here, okay? Is I sat there and I watched this scene a couple of times. And this is, you know, the main reason is because is I was watching Ted. You yes. Know? Ted was, the you know, one of his posse behind him and doing all this stuff. And... You know what bothers me is is that you've got four guys standing there, right? Mm-hmm. And two or three of them have got rifles in their hands, and they're holding them like they're soldiers. But then you've got you've got Eddie Beverage, Beverage you know Philip, and he's got a revolver behind him like that. Why why are they standing there holding guns like at a moment's notice? They're they're in a you know, shooting squad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just, I don't know. It, it just, it seems so rigid and upright. And I'm very, it just kind of, it was kind of surprising to see him like that. I mean, think about it. If you were a, uh, an average guy and you're holding a gun and there's a guy right here, would you be standing there like that in such a defensive position? Or would you be more relaxed? I don't know. There was something off about it. I don't know if it was just... I thought they were too trained or something, not necessarily. Well, it just, you know, they this guy had no weapon. Yeah. He's sitting in a chair. There's somebody behind him with a gun on him, which looked more realistic, you know. I mean, Philip looked laid back, and he's the one that had the gun on him. 
But the other guys around him were standing so rigid, you know, like they had a pole up their backside, <laughs> you know, where if you leaned funny, you know, the wind would blow you over or whatever. I don't know. It just didn't look as fluid, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, they were motionless. You know, and have you ever gone to a wedding and they always tell you don't lock your knees and don't stand in the same place for too long? Because yeah. what happens? You pass out. You pass out. And, I mean, I don't know what the wheel is, but they look like they were statues. And I, I don't know. To, so I don't know. It just it was one of the things that just kind of hit me. I don't think it was an error. It's just something I noticed. Uh, but he put his spill on about you know, hey, I'm I'm not the enemy. I hate cold too. I hate one planet. I love uh, the earth. Exactly, and all yada, that stuff. Yada, yada. One thing I was really really happy with is is that they never really trusted him. No, and they conveyed that very well. You know, even like when he walked him down to the construction site and said, hey, there's the dynamite. This, this, this. I've got news for you, Jack. If somebody comes to my door and just says, I want to help you, and you've got this much information. information. There's I alarms would, and sensors I mean, going off. Like, uh, there's red flags coming everywhere. from the treetops. And I was just like, if somebody doesn't tell him he's, you know way too much, yeah. and you're walking us into the trap of Jaws, then, you know, I'm going to call straight BS. And thank you, Jesus, that Big Foster are, is Jesus. looking at him and going like, yeah, you're just going to walk us down the road right into their arms. <laughs> you know, and Little Foster's like, I'm not dying in their jail, and I'll take you with me. These I are great lines. that they gave that to Little Foster. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we bring that back from, like you said, a few episodes ago, but he knows what this prison is now, and he's like, there's no way I'm going back to this. Absolutely. And so that right there was... Which also, wouldn't this already be a case for, to get the feds involved with an escape prisoner? Escape prisoner and what murder. they classified as a murder of a security guard. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to get to that point. Okay, because that just dawned on me for some yeah, reason. There, there's a little bit of a yeah. oops with that situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, instead of doing like Gordon told us to do and go attack him right then... Big and little, like, no, we're sniffing this out. We're going to go right. back up you top. Know, and he puts out there, let's go Saturday night, only two guards, the whole nine yards. And then they bring him back, and that's when he's got this little makeshift campfire thing, you know, yeah. camp set. And, which, okay, this right here was weird to me. It was weird, but I love that he You mean to tell me that, that he, he had... dropped his backpack and made his own little camp? I love that he that they just gave him this, but it was uh, really weird. And the fact it that it was a little cheese. Oh, I I'm mean, I'm not gonna lie. It was more. Than, it was a whole this can guy of spray cheese. Is not trusted. No, he is gonna have eyes on him and a gun on him the entire time he's anywhere. And you're telling me that y'all had a long enough meeting and discussions with each other like that that he felt comfortable enough to pull out and do the pop up tent? <laughs> what was he gonna do? Take a damn nap? I mean, the fact that I he mean, wasn't locked in the same cage that Ace has been in, that Big's been in. I mean, really? In. Yeah. I mean, even Haley Grimes got the box. Yeah. This guy gets to pull his pump tent up. <laughs> I mean, so really? So a nice little campfire, you know, make some coffee. Give me a break. You know, that right there, I was like, oh. But I loved it. Like, oh. I mean, it was so much cheese, but I loved oh. it. I mean, and there was cheese was everywhere. It was just like. And so, of course, Gwen... No, don't do it. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, and I mean, she's making the right decisions she is, because based on experience. Yes, but I got news for you. How many times did we get the song and dance of "You'll Never Be 
my husband, this is never your baby. You all, this is not your responsibility. This is this. this. She I hasn't mean, compro- She's been stri- She has kept the same very rationale. Brutal. And we've had this scene yeah. three times. And then this time, she divorces him. Which was actually a pretty powerful moment to it me. It was, man. My wife was even like, oh, my God, I just feel so sad and sorry for him. But I'm going to tell you what was so powerful about that scene was is that now we're back to Big Foster. And, hey, like I said, I haven't, I haven't trusted Big Foster yet. And there was good reason. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, like that, I mean, I just want to spend a little bit more time on the divorce scene just because, like, he was in tears. Like, he, was, he did a he great was, job. Of conveying David like how Morris's sad acting and, screen is, there is good and there is damn yeah, good. Because and, I mean, like he was conveying sadness, fear, and just complete devastation. Look, like I was saying, there's good, there's damn good, and then Davis Moore, David, David Morris, Morris dumps on damn good and shows you what really. Yeah, is. I mean, he went to a whole nother <laughs> level because um, I, I was hurting for him. I was. I've done nothing but bash him for two seasons. Yeah, how dare you? No. <laughs> um, but and even then, Jillian Gwen, mm-hmm. her expression and her emotion, and the her, hurt that she was yeah, going I mean, through. She, and by the time the third time that she rolled around to say it. Man. I mean, she looked like a broken person. So, I mean, like, it's just such delivery. Another damn example of why this show better stay on TV. But, um... Are you... <laughs> how many just, times would you be divorced right now if uh, all your wife had to do was just go ahead and say the same thing three times? Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> weekly, yeah. So, yeah. Divorce um, would be a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is something else. But, um... So, to finish wrap that part up is that, okay, they devise the plan. Yep. They do take Gordon with them. And basically, they pull out the coolest slingshots known to man. Man, at first I was like, there's no way these are like real slingshots. Like, what are these, climbing apparatuses or something? I mean, they did look like Iron Man gloves. Yeah. You like, know, it was. I was like, I have no idea what this could really be because there's no way I'm convincing myself this is a slingshot. And then, you know, they continue strapping them on, get it off. I was like, this is a freaking slingshot. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Like, it was part of your hand yeah. and everything else. I, I really like this. Because I was going to be honest with you. If those two walked out there and did a Crocodile Dundee of just <laughs> chipping the rock off the, and hitting that camera, I was about to call straight BS. Yes. And, uh, but, no, we found a very practical solution to this problem. No, I mean, I don't know if these rocks are going to do the damage that they showed. I don't know. I mean, like, that one, the second camera, it was like an explosion. Yes. Of glass I mean, and shard. Not only was an explosion, but it was also, like, cut cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind it. It was pretty cool. Oh, it looked it, great. It, 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 it did so well on film. Uh, it was a great decision. And then, like, you just have a little foster. You still got the eyes for this old man. Yeah. It was just, like, <laughs> great banter. It was. It really was. You know, it was nice seeing these two just... Not necessarily be friendly or come together. When those two support each other, and but it's in a competitive nature. Yeah, it's gold on TV. It was like the Ace of Big Foster scene, like when yes. they were destroying the. Uh, yeah, when they had the uh, million dollar machine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> don't go there, okay? Good God, was this a two billion? But no, we found out how expensive this fence was. <laughs> it was like what a two million, $2 million dollar fence. What? All I know is what is that- the. I need to go into the fence-making business. Look, if your house is only 17 grand and fences are $2 billion, by God, I'm crossing the border. All I can figure is, is that when they said that number is, is that they must have a fence that goes all the way around a damn mountain. Like, th- this is 
monumental change in finding out that this chain link fence that can be put up and taken down in a matter of hours yeah, is $2 billion. That's but Trump, we're in trouble. Yeah, Trump, no. I'm worried yeah. about our wall costs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we need a new budget manager. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for going way back, guys, yeah, but did, like I just did. remembered you the did. price of this. That's all right. Um, so two guards come out. Hey, there's something with the camera, and they're like, hey, you looking oh, for us? And Hold on. Oh, have, the dogs. Yeah, yeah, have, have we encountered dogs on the mountain? Like, Is there any reason why? Not that I recall. So, like, I loved it. Like, you know, it was like, oh, you know, we have this remedy to put dogs to sleep and stuff. But then I was like, wait, how would we know how to put dogs to sleep? Because, I mean, I'm not going to assume they're the same well, as foxes. Well, you know, they, or... it's not something you have to show that you've done before to make it plausible for the future. I like that it showed both of the guys going, the dogs aren't a problem. Yeah. And I'll show you, you know, da, da, da. And they came up with this cool deal, something to eat, and they're down for the count. I mean, and it made perfect sense to me. But it, it was did. Just like, it was really, really cool. And so maybe they are doing it with different and not only that, what I liked about it most, it was, you know, you weren't killing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just taking them, taking a nap. You know, it was like one of those old things, like, oh, I have some sleeping pills. Let me put it in some turkey and throw it over to the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I like that, you know. No, and it made perfect sense. But like, really my first did. thing was like, have we dealt with dogs before? No, we have not. Not that I remember. Yep. But not in that capacity for sure. And they take care of the two dogs, and then right. Uh, so the guards come and, out, and they do the whole chase thing, and they get into the the lock cabinet, which did not have a lock in it. Was it like a what push was button a, code? It was a key code that uh, our I'm gonna board, tell you right now. If I'm little Foster and Homeboy is able to have this code, I'm I'm not. I'm looking at him going. You're staying in the box. Yeah, and I'm leaving. You know what I'm saying? Well, and not only that, but a there's only one way in and out. So you have to keep, like you said, someone has to stay outside. Yeah, the the him knowing the code. But there's no way I'm going into that box. If that person knows this code. All right. Well, here's the other problem I have with this. Okay. Let's be honest. I'm going to jump here for a second. Mm-hmm. Later in the episode, Gordon tells Matt, I helped them steal dynamite. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, what in the hell were you thinking? Like that was never part of the yes. plan. Why so give where him the code? Did, why in the hell? How did he get the code? That's a good question. That right there. Unless the plan was for him to trap him inside. But, I mean, it's all iffy. But that guard. But once you're inside, you can open the door. I, I mean, I, you can be surrounded. I get yeah. all that. But, um, but I mean, also, if he knows that he's he, attacking it on Saturday night. And he's telling him there's the, only two. The reserves. Where yeah. Like that? Just have 30 guards inside. Hiding. There, there is a missing link yes. here. Something doesn't make sense. You can't have one and the other. You can't. You don't eat your cake and have your pie with it. It's just it, it, there. For what was going to be really good in one way, they foobarred it another way. To, mm-hmm. You know. So I, I, that right, I didn't understand. I, I've missed it, but I watched it twice. There was nothing in there that communicated that he was given the code and that the plan was to trap him in the box or. Or even get into the box or anything of that nature, in my opinion. And there is no There's reason. no probative value of giving him the code. If your job was to capture them, just get them in the fence and then... Surround it. Surround it. 
that right you see there that right there just the plausibility really hurts in that situation but i mean they get into the box they start stealing everything and i mean obviously he knows what he's doing because he's made bombs before yes and he's grabbing all the dynamite the blasting caps the uh the wire, fuse, pyro wire yeah. and everything else and then we're getting the other cop out just the third one out of nowhere and we don't know if Gord knows that this person's there or not. No. But he's Pretty coming. neat that you see him go by and check on the dog. Mm-hmm. You see the dog just kind of open its eyes and looking like, around. Yeah, I mean, like, we have sounds and they're like. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, he comes out there. Cool, cool yeah. effect of the green laser on the gun. I thought but that which, was because that is a, the actual color of most lasers for guns, especially long distance and night, is green. Correct. And so but I thought that was pretty neat. My thing was. Why are you even trying to get him to come out? Like I'm just sitting there, far away, good distance, with my gun trained on him, and be like, "Come out whenever you're ready." Well, if you're carrying explosives, I wouldn't necessarily want to be pulling the trigger on something that could go boom. But I mean, I don't think TN, like dynamite's going to blow up by gunshot. Like I don't think that's well dynamite. If it's like what I know original, it's unstable if it's hitting or you know, like it. And it can explode. It's just like if you watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. Let's use that as By the, all means, then yes, I'm not even going <laughs> to breathe in the direction of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, if one of them has even so much as a scratch on the paper, it's, un, it's yeah. unusable. According to Rosita's third boyfriend, twice removed, <laughs> is very dangerous to mess with there, dynamite. Say that is law. Yes. <laughs> Scientific fact. Right next to Bill Nye. Yeah, right, right up there with Bill Nye. And, and, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Einstein quotes this stuff. Anyway, so. Which also Bill Gordon, Nye's getting a uh, new Netflix show. Huh. So Gordon gets outside, gets on his knees. and do you, Very willingly goes outside, which if I'm a little foster, I'm like, uh, dude. Yeah, really. Where, where are you going? If this is a private security contractor, mm-hmm. meaning that he is a trained, I'm guessing, assassin or I mean, I'm military. I'm ex-military. Like, what's the uh, black... Do you really let this guy get down on his knees behind you? Are you really going to believe him that there's another person inside? Do you not make him lay face down? Do you not handcuff him? Do you Zip tie him? Do you not? I mean, there's so many things... And number one is you don't just put your back to him. Yeah. Ah, gosh. But, this, this, I speech, struggle with this. Well, I, I struggle with Gordon's speech because, like, at first he comes out like, you know, I'm the only person here. I'm sorry. Like, you know. Like, I was kidnapped camper. They made me do it. Really? Yeah. And then and he's he went, in there. I don't know. It It was clunky a little bit. You know, but I could... It was a stereotypical story, so I was okay with that. You know, like, what do you do if you're in the pinch and you're going to make up something? That seemed very good for plausibility when it comes to a makeup story. But, I mean, the problem to me was if Matt sent him here, this security guard should know who he is. I'm with you. See, that's another example of, like, he shouldn't know the code. He shouldn't be in that box. Uh, Again, the right doesn't match the left when it comes to this situation. Um, so I thought that was a strange miscue. Again, I do don't just don't like the idea that Gordon was able to be able to behind him while he wasn't even on the ground, handcuffed or detained. Or yeah, anything I else. mean, there's no reason for Gordon to be able to just right. Wally mop so him in the he back knocks of the, the guy head. down. Little Foster comes out, talk like that, and then the other two, Philip and Big Foster, come back with their guns. And what? And I I hate that he went off screen mm-hmm. with taking the other two out. Uh, you know, and not only that. 
you don't even hear gunfire. No. So you mean to tell me they got taken out off screen, not even shooting around? I mean, they probably just hid behind trees, let them run past them, gave them the old Wally mop, and here I we guess. are. I guess. I, I, I kind of wish we got to I see mean, that. I mean, the first thing I thought about when we see good old Eddie, Philip and uh, Big Foster coming back with the guns in the air was, man, I really wish we didn't do that off screen. I would have loved to see them take them slingshots and him cross the face. Oh, that would have been because nice when you when you hear Gordon talk about later, or uh, you know the good old Walking Dead rope, you know you just have a rope hanging out, and you get clothesline them both. But you heard the guy go, "I've got three guards with serious injuries now because you, you know you're playing the trust game." Serious injuries? injuries. I mean, we've got one so that took. What happened? One guy took the you know the. I don't know. What do you want to call it? The Star Trek chopped the neck. Pretty you know? much. And the other two, we have no idea. I mean, that's what I'm kind of like, oh, this is an opportunity. Did Philip and Big Foster pull out their knives? Like, I mean, that, that's what uh, I'm thinking of Yeah, series. I just, and again, security contractors, you know. These are nothing, highly trained Nothing people. against Big Foster and Philip, but, you know. This, 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 yes. I hate, it was just a missed opportunity. It wasn't bad. It was just a missed opportunity. Well, I mean, would you have really believe Big Foster throwing a few martial arts moves on some of these no, contractors? No, I would have. I would have liked them to have some kind of trap set. Yeah, where you see them running and they do this, and then the guys fall into a some kind of homemade trap. Or I'm just imagining uh, hey, one of those dugout see, holes can, with the leaves on no, top of no, it. No, <laughs> not like the Vietnam spikes. Yeah, no. I mean, I could even see like a bear trap, you know, like they did with the sheriff oh, early. You no, know what I'm don't bring back bear traps. I'm just saying, I mean, you could do something like that, you know? Yeah, that serious injury is called death. Yeah. <laughs> Beheaded by bear traps. Not when you get in your foot, you know? But, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I was just starving for something like that. No, I mean, I, I think a trap would have been very interesting in a good way to bridge this. Absolutely. So they got all the goods, the dynamite, and everything else. And they we go. have like at least seventy percent trust. Yeah, I guess into yeah. Gordon now. I mean, the, by this time the character has set. He hands the gun over. He says, "You trust me now." And I hate this. The, I hate that he's already somehow won the trust right. of the Ferals in thirty minutes of TV time. And I was just like, "Yeah, it, it was quick." But I'll be honest with you. As soon as I was like, "Yeah, now he's a dirtbag," he does something to make me change my mind that he is a good guy. And then, and then we the have five the minutes there, yeah. he goes right back to going be that was, bag. I mean, that was the exact thing. I was like, "Man, I hate you. I freaking hate you. I don't want to stand you while you're still on my screen." Oh my god, I love you. Like, thank yeah. you for helping us so much. <laughs> and you're back. Oh to Oh my god, that quickly. <laughs> yeah. So and then, but so Matt, we had just established. He talked about bringing the feds in, and I guess. As soon as Gordon's like, hey, I've got a plan to really bring the feds in, Matt's like, well, why didn't I think about this? Let's hear your plan of how we get the feds to work. And it's like, this is brilliant. It's yeah. like Gordon is now Matt. It's like, yeah. well, what's the point? Well, Gordon is showing that he does have the intellect to adapt and come up with some really cool interjections, mm -hmm. you know, and plans and how to do things. I mean, look at it. He mastermind, you know, the parade stunt. He yes. helped mastermind. He was able to influence the way into sleeping in with Letta and get involved so quickly without anything. He was able to do the parade. He was able to be, get into Haley Grimes' pants and then get her After emails. the parade. I mean, there's just, there's, the guy is a mover, shaker, manipulator. He gets things done. You know, and... 
so it doesn't surprise me that he's got this kind of cunning and planning and this is all as an angle for himself to be able to get out of it. I mean, true, but I mean, he's out cunned and out slide to people who get paid a lot of money for that to be their job. Correct. So, you know, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. It really, really is. I like what he's saying because it makes total sense. He's like, you know, hey, if we have an act of domestic terrorism, this is definitely going to cause the feds to come. And this is what Matt wants. So it's, it's you know, he wants it to be a Washington thing and so on. And but even though the other, you know, the company companies don't want that, they don't want people being evicted on national television or whatever you want to call it. No, because that's not going to help their election rates. But if you change what it is, that they're terrorists, then this is a necessity. Boom, bang, boom, you know. Kill two birds, one stone. So it is kind of ingenious. And it was, also makes me hate him now again. Yes. <laughs> it's a slime ball. <laughs> so there you go. You know, and, and I also thought it was interesting like when we were in the first meeting with Matt and the governor and stuff. He's like, hell, more people than not love the ferals and want them to stay up on the mountain. Right. And I was like, that's a very interesting thing to bring back into this. You know, I mean, that was a season one problem, and it's true. continued over to season very two. Very true. Very very true. But, so let's let's shift gears to some new characters. Well, I mean, stash. I, yeah, I was stash, about to say I don't I want mean, new characters. I want stash. Um, I've got to tell you, well, you know what made me proud is I was on social media and I found people talking about Thomas Wright's character and referring to Mustache. Uh, we've done our job. Uh, you know what? If there's anything that comes out <laughs> of this situation, people know the man is Stash. Yes. That right there. Monumental. Even in a few interviews, we've gotten castmates to call him Stash. And exactly. So, you know, so, mission accomplished. Yes. Mission 100%. Accomplished. You know, Change so. your Twitter handle, Thomas Wright, to Stash. That's correct. And keep it forever. Yes. And I mean, honestly, if you can win that over, uh, is it Bert? Who, who's the guy? Bert Reynolds Blood? had, had yeah. you know, one. And then, of course, there's the... It's the guy. Tom Selleck has yes, got this Tom stash. Selleck. That's what I was thinking of. Like, yeah. if, if you can win that from Tom Selleck, by God, yeah. I mean, you just you can it. carry it, son. Yes. Roll with it. So, um, so you see him investigate the hotel room not once but twice this yes. episode. I'm talking like he's giving this room a pat down like the TSA does. Yeah, I mean, I that, mean that was exactly. He's hitting every I mean, he's, sensitive spot there is. Not only hitting it, he's spreading it, he's uh, shining Caressing the light it, on it. A little bit of spooning. Yeah. I mean. Light dusting, you know, <laughs> make sure there's nothing else going on there. I mean, the only thing missing was this guy putting lube on his hands. <laughs> I mean, it was, well, it was, it was very was, intimate. Let me put it that way. And he was wearing the gloves and everything, so. You know, the glove thing, mm, kind of a turn off, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> hey, always protection. But you know what I liked about it is you learned so much about what he was doing and he didn't have to say a word. Nope. I, what I can't stand is, is somebody walking around talking about what they're looking for. So you mean an episode of CSI? Yeah, like, I think if we look here, we might be able to find this, 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 as you're rubbing the table. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to kill me about CSI? You're just going to throw this little guff out there. How many times you watch CSI, they go into a room and instead of turning the lights on, they have to use flashlights yeah. everywhere. I'm like, turn the, the turn. damn lights on. Wait, wait, are these like black lights that we're looking for special paint or something in every single investigation? Oh, no. God. I was just like, stop. It's like, no, guys, we can't turn on the light switch because clearly our DNA will be on the light switch. The whole <laughs> thing's contaminated and the whole point of us wearing clothes and stuff is useless. Yeah, I've just... But no, I love that, you know, we had... It was broken down twice because the first time Sash just had no idea what he was looking for. 
and he's just looking for anything and nothing's making sense so you know he gets out and i forget how the reason why he goes back was because he sees the corner and they're like well this doesn't quite fit as a suicide or the corner was like it fits like a suicide yeah um i remember here here's the deal in the autopsy the the guy told him he thought it was a suicide but then the key indicator in the final autopsy was is there was a small not, it wasn't a hematoma but there was a small you know bump in the back of her head and it had a half inch incision in it um not incision but cut uh, or damage yeah. whatever you want to call it and I'm sorry. I don't see how a bump on the back of your head that has a cut or wound in it, how is that common for somebody who's hung themselves? I, I wish I could tell you. I just, um, you know what? And so I actually got on Google and I was like, you know, you know the FBI has been watching my Google. Now. Yes. I'm like, Suicide. I mean, really, have you made it until the FBI and NSA aren't yeah, tapping I mean, your Google? Like, let's be real. I was like, you know, common injuries for a person hanging themselves, autopsy. I'm putting all these key words like that. And all they talked about was, you know, distinctions on the neck, abrasions here, you know, Particular so hematoma, like that. It was nothing about somebody having a hematoma or contusion or any kind of stuff on the back of their head. So I mean, we didn't talk and about I people putting the razor like, blade in the back. Do you know, nice little comfort. So, you know what I was thinking? Was this? Were they trying to tell us that this autopsy was rigged via coal company, or was this just a really bad autopsy? And they brought this up to be the only indicator that stashed in to go back and look at the sign crime scene I mean, i'm probably gonna go with the latter because I, this probably guy just probably doesn't see a lot of hangings like i mean i just i you know this guy's not graduating from harvard you know I, I, I hate to say it but this isn't the guy that's top in his field here's another thing for you okay okay where we live yes. there are four or five Major cities, not major, but cities. And then we have a giant county we live in, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know there is one corner for all of that? Squeeze me. That's correct. We have one corner. We have one corner, and he has an assistant. And so... How much does a corner make? I might be in the wrong... Well, you know, it's an elected position here, and so on. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. That's right. No. Okay, so you're learning. Okay, all right. Every city and everybody, like, if there is a mysterious death or something like that, it goes to the coroner. Well, it can go to the one here or the one in Memphis or like that and so on. Or there's one in Tupelo. There's one. There's not like there's one for every police department. And I have a hard time believing that small town Blacksburg it has its own corner. corner. I mean, when you bring it up like that, there's no way. I'm just putting it out there. If you mean to tell me that you don't even have a hospital or a medical facility that you closed them all down because of finances. You don't have a corner. Where's the corners coming this big? Because uh, do you have a lot of murders in Blackburg? Yeah, you mean Stash is having to be Columbo a lot? <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Where is this mf from? I mean... So uh, yeah, did he's he go visit this? No. All right, maybe this corner somewhere else, and he had to go visit him. 
Where was this lab yeah. that he went and tested the samples? That's a great. Was question. that around the corner next to the Super well, D drug farm? I mean, give me a break. I, just, I had a big problem with the drug tests or with the lab testing and so stuff. So I'm I'm happy that they don't bleed us out. But I'm if for a show that is detailed as it is, we went to a corner which doesn't have a lot of plausibility in my mind for such a tiny town. Uh, it's got zero possibility after okay. everything you just told okay. me. And then Haley Grimes says there's not a lab within 100 miles that'll test this. And, and Stash, is- within minutes of you've seen the scene of him have this, he's already talking to a scientist and already has results. Yes, and not only that, but it's like he has a repertoire with this person like they've uh, met before. Yeah, like they're friends. And, hey, Lisa, thanks. Give me the report. <laughs> Go ahead, email these back to me. You know, make sure I get you the originals. You have to believe that the coal company has told these companies not to test anything. You're too busy like that. And report it to us if someone does. There is no way I am going to say that Stash gets this thing tested. Gets this tested. Anywhere Gets near a result here. that he thinks he's going to get or anything else on paper. However, they've pigeonholed themselves by saying this is an advanced agent yeah. of Agent Orange. And how about that? Like, when we say this is a more advanced agent of Agent Orange, I was like, excuse me? How about this? How about there were fans on Facebook that called it Agent Orange before yes. we even confirmed it on the show? Either somebody's doing some talking. That is, you know, been a part of the show, or they got some good dang guessing. I think we got some good dang guessing. I'm going to go with that. But, again, instantaneous results. Yeah. Now, is this a time issue? Is this something we need to go ahead and get that to move this plot along? Or anything else? Possibly. However, damn it on the details. Yeah. You know, show me in the car having to drive. Show me... That I'm going to visit the coroner in such and such county. Show you know, and then have the scene where he's there. Well, not only that, give me a little paranoia. <sighs> give me a little worry. <sighs> yeah. I, I just I struggled with that just a little bit. I loved I absolutely loved him coming to the room. I absolutely loved now I did think that the hair being stuck to the table I didn't understand the hair at was all. Was a touch but was uh, that to uh, indicate the mark on the back of her right. head? Right. If this was a wound, then I would have preferred to see maybe a speck of blood or something that showed. Well, you know? not only I that love is... the little crack in the glass. I thought that was pretty neat. But my problem was, how did we not notice that the first time? Yeah. Because as intimate as he was with everything yes. in the room. And with as noticeable as this crack in the glass was, this gets noticed. Yeah. Maybe it was just a little bit of a... An editing thing. You know, you had to show one before the other. I, I'm not positive on that. Um, I thought the table thing was good. I thought that was good. I liked that he was showing him hit, hitting, checking corners mm-hmm. and, and doing that. I, I, thought, I loved all that. I really, really did. I loved that you see scenes of him looking up at the shower and trying to plot, you know, plausibility. I thought all that was really, really strong. How do you feel about the pepper still being on the floor? Yeah, it makes me want to go back and watch the scene where she dumps the pepper, because I don't remember any pepper hitting the edge of the bowl. Like when I take a piss and there's yeah. a couple drops on the edge of the bowl, my wife gets pissed at me. Even though my seat's up, ladies, let me tell you, the seat <laughs> is up. Okay, when I knock the dew off the lily, and you know, occasionally, men, we we don't hit the, we're not perfect. Okay, <laughs> when you have to hold the hose down, sometimes it's hard. Anyway, long story short is is that I don't remember her seeing Pepper hit the edges of the bowl 
anywhere. Or but there was a sudden pile pile on the ground. A mountain of pepper. I, I would have much rather it being just a light sprinkle, like maybe a few yeah. out of there, where he looks at it and stuff. Not enough for him to pull a pile up, sniff it. Now, cool that he sneezed. Yes. Because if he didn't, now it's about to call straight BS. <laughs> That's not pepper. That's straight BS. Um, but here's yeah, what... It was just like... It's like ants had created a small colony right there. Yes. A pepper. Um, I just want to go back and watch that and see if there was any evidence spillage. that she's spillage. I, it immediately made me want to do that. But then it was also part of me, A, so she dumped pepper. So she knew about it, didn't clean it up. The person that we're assuming came and killed her had to have seen this and didn't clean it up. All of the police people that checked the scene, no one swept it up or made any note of it. And well, then it came down to Stash finding it. Here's the thing. I can explain all those. Okay. One by one. If you're going in there looking for mason jars of evidence and they're sitting on the table open, why look for anything else? Okay, so that could explain the killer. Please by that. But the if killer was in the bathroom. And he, if he didn't notice a... Yeah, but I mean, if you see... If you've got your contents and your, what your job is to, is to make the, the suicide and get out, I'm not really looking around for something like that. If it's not something I had to touch, to deal with... Unless with. it was Matt. Because if it was Matt and he notices, well, these aren't as full as they were. I just don't see somebody. I don't think there's enough you can put okay. in a salt shaker that makes you look at it and go, "All right, that one's about an that's uh, about a half inch." Well, low. I wasn't saying like the salt shaker and stuff. I was saying the mason jars. Because... I was talking about like you were talking about a half inch out of that mason jar would fill up that entire salt paper shaker. Okay, and so I'm okay with all that. I see where you're going with that. And then the people coming in for the room, what do they care? They see a person who's hung themselves. The police come in. As far as I know, it looks like a suicide. Stash is the only one who's questioning whether or not it truly well, I is. Mean, and so he should be the only one who's really searching every inch of the room. Thus, that's what he does. Thus, he finds the pepper, which looks like a small pyramid, and it has you know workers around it laying the next stone on the top, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, I, I got past all that. Um, I think I think it was strong. I just I think the biggest thing here I is mean, go back and watch that episode, yeah. and somebody tell me whether or not you you see her spill pepper everywhere else. And if it did, did it did it spill it in a nice little pile? Um, so he's got the contents, like we said. He went, he evidently drove around to the Super D. There's some <laughs> specialist in the back who's going to test it and can tell you that it's an advanced yes version of Agent Orange. How last ten you, years, yes, as it touches with the soil and everything, I was like, "My God, right. we've already lost." Like, I mean, how do you come back from this? Right. Well, it killed. It killed the crop. It showed it killed the corn crops. Okay, in a in a in a singular field, it didn't show it make multiple passes. Mm. It didn't show anything. And if you notice throughout the rest of the episode, you see several places where there's lush gardens, lush vegetables, vines, tomatoes, and everything, on several different locations. So I think it hit your main. Maybe well, some they of your did main say it, it hit your best field. Your best field, exactly. So, but I mean, we're also looking at water shortage now of ten plus right, years. Right, exactly. It, that's another thing too, is that you know all that bottle while they stole that'll last a week, two tops. Um, so you know we've already beat that horse. Um, so anyway, so Stash does all that. He gets there and he's in the car and he realizes 
This is all yeah. a big cover up. Goes, this is a conspiracy. He gets Haley's phone. Correct. And, and he gets into this thing. <laughs> what an awesome throwback to go back to this character at the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. You know, haven't thought twice about this character in so long. You know, this was Ace's guy he dealt with. and um, Great character. Great really little cameo is. person. And, you know, he did the whole time zone trick thing, which I've heard before. And I love how he's explained it. Sash is like, dude, I couldn't give two shits about how you're doing it. I know. Just it. go just ahead open and the just damn do it. phone, you know. And so he does, and you see all these pictures, and then you see the smoking guns of the destroyed crops mm-hmm. and the water. And here's my next problem. Oh, no. Which, like I said, not a real problem, but the little details. She had pictures of this water, and it looked like a giant wolf was dead next to the, the water. The little fox and everything. Okay, so when I went back, I and mean, I remember that scene of you see a fox dead in there. From the angle she was taking pictures of, you didn't see the fox laying like that. No. And look. And it was not a fox. That looked like a big old wolf laying there. I've got foxes in my backyard. These things are itty bitty. And like you said, this thing looked like this a dire wolf. This stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, the only thing missing was Jon Snow laid out exactly. next to him. I mean. I mean th- this was like ghosts laying there. Oh, thing was I, massive. I, I was kind of like, um, just seeing the fish in the water was good enough. Not to see the giant white-ish gray wolf on the ground. I mean, this is a prehistoric animal Again, that's been. This water is not insta-death. The young boy took days to die from from this water exposure okay you mean to tell me this wolf took a drink and died right there on the shore yeah stop it (laughs) stop it it doesn't work that way please but details on to i think a new character or a fan favorite character fan favorite we have good old hassle and sally and or as we all good old sassel um of all the character relationships, I had a lot of fun watching them this episode. There are there uh, whoever the interior. I put this on social media. Whoever the interior designer is for Outsiders that did this room, mm-hmm. there's about a million women who are pissed off about a lamp location. Um, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I did see you posting about lamp location. You know, my man Hassel goes to the window, and this lamp is just conveniently in the wrong position. To make about a million women have a good night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is Sally Ann the only one who gets to enjoy? You know what I mean? This this is a conspiracy. This might be one planet. They might have decorated yeah, this room. I mean, one planet has to have decorated this room. But at least the women did get the whole booty shot. You yes. Know, a little bit of kissy, touchy, feely. You know, giving Sally Ann, you know, a little tickle giggle in the, in the sheets. It's all good. Um, you know... It's something you haven't seen lately, so it's good to see that affection thing. And you see the the National Guard like trucks he's, pulling up. Yeah, he gets a very ominous feeling and everything. Right. And you know, his mind's not right. You, you can not. tell from right there. So the next scene, you see Sally Ann, and she's walking through the city, and you see the National Guard. So let's examine the National Guard here before we get really into their. National, this looks like the full blown army. Um, so they were putting roadblocks up. We've got. You know, military vehicles. We've got soldiers with uh, with rifles, M16s. I mean, it looks like martial law. It, it, it does. It looks like the town's been taken over. You know, here's my thing about this. They're just going to let her walk across the street like there's no problem? Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Is is that where is the introduction to this? 
where is Stash complaining? Why do we have National Guard here? Why do we not have like a town mayor or a Matt announcing that this is what it's come to? Yeah. Why do we not have like a local news broadcast or something explaining that that a security guard dies and the National Guard has been called in. It's taking this very seriously. No, that's a good point. None of that is. It's just, it just shows up on screen. And it just was kind of like when things like this happen, the locals should be freaking out. Yes. You know, you should have people being concerned. You should have Stash talking to them going, there are people out there fearful for their lives now because of what's happened. Like if the National Guard pulled up into my neighborhood... And they're putting up roadblocks and everything. This I'm on the a, phone. This is Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, what's next? Stay in your homes. I mean, I was just kind of really like disappointed we didn't get like. Don't get me wrong. Now you you see the scene where with Sassel where the trucks look like they're showing up at night, but the very next day you see her walking through town, and, and they're still putting up stuff like and they're putting like, up stuff like that. And nobody's questioning the wiser. Now Matt talks, you know, says something about well, you know, security guard got killed. Well, no, Matt doesn't even talk about it. Philip, who is it that talks about it? Gordon, he's the one who tells them, well, yeah, you know, uh, a security guard died down there, and now this has become a big situation. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. That right there is not I the just announcement. About Barnaby and Philip being like, <laughs> we didn't shoot first. Yeah, you know, they shot at us. Exactly. Yeah, you know, justifying it. Yeah, there like, you go. Oh. oh, that makes it okay. You know. <laughs> And we didn't kill no cop. Da, 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 da. You know, and that's another thing is too, is that are we going to see the part where they question the guy who actually shot him? Are we going to see the part that the gun that was used to, to kill him, they, they took it. Are yeah. we going to see camera footage of the supermarket or any of that kind of stuff? Is that even a factor or are we just to go ahead and assume because they robbed a few people, they robbed a few stores and one person got killed, that results in the National Guard? Yep. In my mind, if you have a, a string of robberies and a security guard gets killed, that's, that's, when you, that's, that's FBI, that's state police. That's a... Yeah. When does a crime spree warrant the National Guard coming into town? Of one person dead, and that wasn't even by these people. Now, well, let's say this. Okay, well, these people got on national television saying that they're claiming that their crops got ruined, their water's poisoned, and so on. And all this was is a decoy for them to rob a few convenience stores, get water and flour. Nobody's money got taken. Nope. Nothing like that. So water and flour were stolen, and a security guard died in action. And that warrants the FBI That warrants National Guard. That's a bit of a stretch. And again... No in one's Matt's me- out. In Matt's meeting and with the lieutenant governor and everything like that, the National Guard wasn't mentioned as a necessity or something they ordered. No. It was just something that came in. Exactly. So um, I struggled with this. You know, I, I, I like the effect. I like the coolness. But I needed something to announce why they're there, what was the reason, or something. Give it plausibility, justification, and so on. Um Again, small detail that we're harping on, but for a show that does so well with small details, it was a surprising one for us. Um, so, back to Sassel. Um, Butch. Butch. 
You know, it wasn't the, the end of Butch. Oh, the my bromance. I love seeing him come back and everything. He gives a terrible apology. Damn you, Barrett Hackney, for being good on yes. screen and making people just love you for being a nitwit and immature. Uh, my bad. You know, um, pulling it off flawlessly. Yes. Um, yeah. And then the man hug, the bro hug. Well, it wasn't even that. It was before the bro hug. It was like, hey, you know, I know I screwed up being your manager and everything, but do you still need a corner man? Yeah. And then hassle with the old class. I love, I loved it. You know yeah, somebody? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still need one. You know anyone? He's just like, lost puppy. Like, yeah, like, like oh, oh, that's wrong, me. man. Like, I was suggesting me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like the bro hug. Yeah. Like, yes. Well, I mean, Sally Ann's facial expressions behind him were mm-hmm. priceless, too. Somebody took still shots on Facebook of it. And it was pretty dang good. Perfect. Uh, so they do that. They go and meet Zach down there at the bar. You know, look at all these guards. We can't get no fire here. I'm going to give you the big show. Yeah. You're going to go out to Tennessee. How about that? Big, uh, nice shout out for us and everything. And um, and then and we have the Butch and Hassel training montage. All right. The training montage started off <laughs> bad for me. Yes. I, um, okay. Here's my thing. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Being a football coach, mm-hmm. former powerlifting coach, you know this, used to coach you, and so on. If you were going into a fight, okay, I'm going to guess that a, lor- a normal boxer, if we were talking about boxing, which yeah. I was no boxing coach, so I'll give you that. These guys train for how long before they get into a fight? A couple months. At least, right? Yeah. How much time do you think the the Butch training program was instituted? Uh, about 45 minutes, maybe. Was this a singular night? Oh, this was a singular night. So let's talk about the, the choices of what we did. We did wind sprints, which was, you know, or the, suicides. Very Run to one important. end, back, yeah. timed. Okay, okay with that. All right. What's that got to do with the fight? Not well, explosion, you know, change of direction, endurance. you know, stamina, whatever. So then we went and we did, uh, we did some jumping on tires. We did dips. Usefulness of zero dips, you know, usefulness dips. of. We're, and we're doing jumping on tires in combat boots. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, and so on. These are all good explosive exercises. The dips are a good arm and shoulder tricep workout. Um, jumping is everything again. Uh, then there was a little bit of them, you know, hitting the pads, you know, and Butch throwing some, not, not even like really combos or anything. Just like throw me a few punches. And ha- stuff. Has, has Butch ever shown us in the past that he knows how to do some boxing training? Yeah. Has he ever shown how to take a punch and do some of the, Hey, duck on this, do that kind of stuff. Nope. If anything, I would think Hassel could really show him some things. Maybe wasn't sure about I, I, I kind of – don't get me wrong. I like the at-night Rocky montage of training. The only thing that was missing was him having a gray hoodie and bottoms. And then and running, up like the, a, yes. running up the steps and, I'm a, you know. Or just like a 10-mile jog or something. Exactly. Chasing a chicken. <laughs> um, but it, did, it, didn't, it didn't show us that this was something that we were doing over and over and over yeah. and over again to get prepared for a fight. It looked like a one-day training session. But shout-out to Butch, you know, being the trainer of all trainers and lighting up a I doobie. I mean, outside of trainer of the week, Butch, there's no doubt. I mean, any trainer who can light up a doobie mid, mid-practice, <laughs> winner in my book. There you go. So, again, the only I, I was okay with the training stuff. I thought some of it was a little cheese whiz. Um, oh, it was a whole, was a whole was tub a of, of it, yeah. You know. Um, I just, 
I would, where's the line of, you know, we're going to have to do some training and then see a couple where well, you see a series of days Look. or something, but it, it literally looked like she got the note. We're going to go to Tennessee and within the next couple of days, yeah. they were on the way down there because she she asked him, bro, Hey, I need your car for tomorrow night. That means we got one day of training. Yeah. I, I literally just answered my own question. One day of training of doing, I'm going to be honest with you. If he's never done those things before, his ass is sore the next day. Yeah. If Look, anything, that hurt him for the fight. I, I took two weeks off of lifting and stuff, and I can barely walk right now. <sighs> okay. So, again, great concept. Not enough to say. I'm going to go ahead and say maybe the creators have never gone and done dips and wind sprints and jumped on tires, da, 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 and see how you feel the next day if you've never done it before. And. Th- the next day hurts, but the second day is even worse. Yeah, I mean you can't even sit on the shitter. It, it hurts. It's unbearable. It, it, it's it, you, you know one false move and you're crying on the toilet. Look, I, I dropped my keys earlier today and my hands could touch the floor and it, it was too much movement for me to just move yeah. my hand to grab. The exactly. Keys. You know, lactic access is built in and you're cussing yourself. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move on yeah, from the training session you to know. the actual fight. Let's get to the. This First of all, is, the coolest set piece yes. in my mind, bar none, my favorite set piece of season two yeah. by far. This place, you know, was amazing when they walked up in the rain and look up and see this. Best money spent on set piece. So true. I mean, it was so good. But cool. I couldn't it, have had a bigger problem with this set piece. <laughs> Then when you get inside and it's like the Madison Square Gardens and the man's doing announcements and I was like on the outside, this looks like a giant grain mill Mm -hmm. that they have converted. But on the inside, we've got a professional octagon. We have lights, a professional announcer, a professional announcer, cameras. I mean, if this is an, if this is in a, this is looking like a sanctioned league. Exactly. That's man, a my big man deal. is dressed like the like the part. Yes, he went from street fights in Blacksburg to, to sanctioned gloves. I've never seen him have those gloves. Before. Mouthpiece, mouthpiece. Where was that in the bush? In the butch training montage. I mean, you know what this is. <laughs> uh, um, we went from zero to sixty. Like I mean, this felt really like quick. a professional league. It did. And it really, really did. Contracts and stuff. I didn't like it. It was too professional. Yes, um, I, I didn't have a problem. The choreograph, the choreographing of the fighting. Oh my god! And everything was- else, by far the best one they've done yet. Fantastic. By far, yes. Uh, you know the the blocking of hits, the kicks. Like when he got kicked in the leg, you saw Hassel mm-hmm. grimace and lose a step. When the other guy got hit and took a lick, you saw him. Grimace and well, not only that, there's a lot of zoomed out action. Like it wasn't zoomed in on like this leg. Right, kick. there wasn't like, a lot of cu- there wasn't a lot of jump cuts. Yes, you know, and there was a series of attacks and a series of events and so on. It was by far the well, the most, most well, well done, done fight scene for authentic, realistic, plausible fight. I mean, just bar none. It's by far the best, and. But, of course, I hate to see that our man lost, but I got news for you. If well, he had won, I would have had a problem with it. I would have had a huge problem with it because, you know, we talked about it last time about the weight difference. 
This guy also has about 30 pounds of muscle on Hassel. Yeah, and it's professional fighter, and we're in a professional octagon, and nothing against Hassel, but like the spider monkey technique works and does all that stuff, but that gets you so far. Yeah, like like uh, the guy who gave us the sheet and everything was like, hey, if your boy doesn't bring his A game, he's going to get destroyed. That's because these people know how to counter spider yeah, monkey. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. They, Especially when they have 30 pounds of muscle on you. I'm right there with you. And so I thought they executed the whole fight thing really, really well. You know, he got good licks in. They all got licks in. Um, what did you think about him looking at his, seeing his kin in the stands? I mean, especially it, some of them that are dead. It made sense. I mean, everyone's starting to see him and stuff. And then you take that shot to the back of the head, he's concussed. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you're going to start hallucinating. Like the fact that he wasn't just puking right there after that hit to the back of the head says a lot. It is. And, but, I mean, I do like that he was getting those visions and stuff because Lil Foster's had him. Him and Lil Foster have a weird relationship. Right. You know, Asa always had these kind of visions and kind of stuff. And so it fits that we're able to give it the hassle. I agree. 100%. So. And I, and I just loved how the camera, like, was kind of out of focus looking at, like, his kin and everything. And then when it came back into the focus, you know, we had a picture perfect. It was a cool effect. It was a cool effect. It was well done. And then the blood work, when he took his final shots, was pretty brutal. Brutal. Um, And on point. And it wasn't too much. Like It It was a very realistic. It wasn't into the badlands of watching a a gallon of blood come out the side of your face (laughs) from a, you know, slap. I mean, this was like a boxing movie or something where it's like the appropriate amount of blood, like it was an actual spray platter. Correct. Pattern and everything. Absolutely. Well done. Um, you know, and then when he spits his mouthpiece out and lays there, I was just just caked in blood and everything. It was really, 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 really good. Um, of course my wife's over like, (laughs) (laughs) and just like Frida. Yeah. You know, Sally Ann and all the nine yards. And so I, th- I thought all that was pretty yeah. good. I thought it was all real good. We get back to the house and everything. How about the meatloaf face? I mean, my man's face it was is ugly. rough. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because I swear, if he had just like one little eye, you know, one little sticker on the bottom of his eye and everything oh, no. else was all right, I'd been like, we, We've got full makeup and everything. Yeah, he's jacked up. My man Butch. My man Butch. Here, 11,000 for you guys. Goes, I have a big problem with this as well. I, I took your advice and I bet it against you. Knowing the gambling world a little bit, uh, the odds were going to be uh, against him. Against him. So for Butch to win 11000 to give to them, he would have had to put down like forty grand to get the, the, those that kind of money. Because you know he kept some for himself. He didn't give it all to them. Okay. Thank you for saying this. Because this right here was like... And then... Who's going to accept a bet from the opponent's cut man? Nobody. Oh, you, you want to bet this against right the person here. that this, you... This is how you get end up in a trunk and in a hole yes. afterwards after a shovel has gone to your skull. You're not walking out of there with 11 grand. Yes, I'm with you. This was um, This was bad. Yeah. I mean... Because, I mean, like this guy, he's got height. Weight, length. Do a little explanation ability. of odds in case that the, the novice viewer doesn't understand here, or listener basically is is that if you are the person who has if favored or favored, 
You're okay. you're gonna have to bet like usually like a small favorite would be minus one ten. So you have to bet a hundred and ten dollars to get a hundred dollars. This guy would have been like Ronda Rousey levels of big, which was like you're betting four hundred to five hundred dollars to win that hundred dollars. Whereas if you're betting on hassle, you know, you would get like the plus two fifty. So you bet a hundred dollars, you win two fifty. And so Butch would have had to lay down a massive bet for that small, relatively small so payday. He would have, basically if he was if you picked him, he would have had to do he would have had to make eleven. He would have had to put down at least three or four grand. Is that correct? Am I am I reading you right? No, no. He would have had to put down like twenty to thirty grand to win eleven thousand. Well, no. If your odds are the opposite. Well, no, is, but he didn't bet on hassle. He bet on the guy that won. That's true. Okay, that's where I was backwards. Yeah. Okay. And so, exactly. Like, to be able to make that kind of money, the he other guy, to, in my opinion, my opinion, yes. the other guy would have had 75 to 25. You know what I mean? Like, he's 75% chance the winner mm-hmm. versus Hassel's 25%, if not worse. And that's why I'm saying that guy would have been, like, a minus 300 bet. Right. Because, so, I mean, he had all the favor, like, he had all the favorable categories. This was Hassel's first fight. Right. Like, I mean, it, it would have been I, – I, yeah. I, I don't know. To make 11000 and not only that, it would have been more than that because guess what? Butch would have kept some for himself. That, yeah, and that's what I was So saying. let's say that 11000 if he split it 50-50. So we're talking twenty two grand, And for him to sit in that, he would have to bet over $60,000. Yeah. And Butch was already like kind of strapped for cash since, you know, he's trying to pedal – Little bags of marijuana and everything. Like, he doesn't have that money. <laughs> he doesn't have that money, man. And, like, even if I did have that money, I'm still not giving 11000 to the person that lost the fight. Like, it's just not going to happen. do you really bet sixty grand to only make eleven off of it? Not when you're poor. <laughs> Strugglesome. Yeah, I mean. That- All right, here's the next problem. Not a problem, but do they show this as a sign of immaturity or that's what's a necessity? With $11,000, we can get a new apartment, apartment, we can get a car, and a TV. And I'm like slapping my forehead. My wife is screaming at the TV. Like, you have a baby on the way, and you're worried about TV and a new apartment? This is medical bills. Why are you trying to get a new apartment? How about it costs six to ten grand to have a baby? To be debt free, yeah, and that's covered. I mean, how about just groceries? How about he doesn't have to fight again for a while? Yeah. How about we can go work a normal job and it's okay? You don't have to worry about his, you know, his brain turning to mush from getting a whooping. Um, so many different things. How about hassle? So was this was this maturity issue? Was this bad writing? Was I think it's just bad writing. uh, I I think. Or is that what? Small town people in this Blackbird, in this environment, in this world the, of this show would be valuing if they saw this kind of money. The Well, I mean, the one thing I could say was instead of a new apartment, she could have been like, we could buy a house. And that's a logical thing to do. Well, Stash's house, exactly. you've already got a 50% down. I mean, over 50%. And you're good. So, I mean, realistically, like if they would have just said, we can buy a house. 
And, that would have been okay. And actually, you could hit up your Bretton Butch because evidently he's got 70 Gs. Yeah. He, I you mean, know, he can go ahead and pay for the house outright. Exactly. Oh, my Jesus. But so, I mean, like if they would have changed the wording a little bit instead of like getting a new apartment or something because A, they're already in a house on an apartment. But like if they would have given her one of those lines and thinking like, oh, well, Stash is a really nice house for 17 grand. Five grand, you're going to own a nice plot of land. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think so. I think it's to bad me, writing. I think it, you could say it's bad writing. It, maybe it could just be that this is what you would value, you know, if you just came into a wad of cash. A good example is is that a a young man that I grew up with, he died in a very tragic accident because a crane operator hit the side of an overpass. The overpass fell and crushed the vehicle, killing him. He was married with child mm-hmm. as a young man. He was only twenty one years old. The his wife, widow, received eight and a half million as a compensation for the accident. Okay. She was dead broke in nine months. Yeah, she went up to Memphis, bought a five and a half million dollar home, blew through the cash, didn't realize what it cost to pay the bills on things for the month, the month, and so like that. And so within nine months, she was trying to sell the house, lost her shirt, went to auction. She was broke, lives in a trailer with her child. When that child could have been had everything taken care of and paid for, gone. Yeah. The child, the person who died was one of five boys of a single parent mother, and she didn't get a nickel of it. Mm. And so in her mind, she was looking at what she could buy instead of looking at long-term goal. Yeah. And so maybe this is just supposed to show Sally in is that we're looking at the immediate excitement of what you can buy with it and not really thinking it through of what you could actually need to use it for. But I mean, I think that would have come better from Hassel, or maybe not just because... Well, because Hassel doesn't know. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know what a car costs. You know, he doesn't realize how much paper you need to pay get for an apartment or this, that, or so on. You know I mean? That's what I'm getting at. And like she's explaining to him what you can get with this kind of money. So... I don't know. You know, I, I think it was more of showing the maturity level in the situation. I want to, I want to, I'm pointing, I'm hoping it's that yeah. way, not bad writing. Let's put it that way. I'm sticking with bad writing. Okay. So there you go. Um, but, you know, and so they have a little talk. They say, he says he's not really feeling right. And then she finally accepts him truly for who he is and says, go be with your family. And he leaves. And we'll do be- you think? Here's the question: Do you think she's going to be there when he comes back? Yeah, unless she's bought a new house. I'm gonna be honest with you. I could totally see her not being there. That hasn't even crossed my mind. I can totally see it. What makes you think that? Just be the dilemma of next season. Oh my God. I will riot if I'm they, just if out they bang Think this. about this. This was already filmed months ago. Think about in the next episode, we focus mainly on, you know, you see the preview. Yeah. So we know what we're focused on. You don't see anything with Sally Ann in the preview. What if Hassel comes back to the house and there's a note which he can't read? We see him sounding out the. the uh, gone. You know. Um, you see that the house is cleaned out and she's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what if it's not even that? What if it's just like him opening the ends with him opening the door and it's all black? Like, it's just like a pitch black. How about he opens the door and it's empty and and then it goes to black? 
Oh, oh my god! I mean, like take like, your I'm, heart out. I'm actually getting like goosebumps at how good of an ending that is. I'm just telling you, but also furious at the fact, though, like just being honest. Oh my that god, that is a possibility, my friend. It better not be. It, it really. I'm just telling you, that right there is a more dynamic ending than him. She's sitting there waiting for him. God, if you want to create a, an, an an emotion filled ending. I'm already boiling with rage. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I had a slow Just build. Just put it out there. The Tuesday yes, night. But, you know, for all you know, he finds a note and he goes back to Butch and she goes, what is this saying? Hey, man, she's gone, dude. She's gone. If you're Butch, do you, what, do you say that? Or are you just like... <laughs> you don't. Otherwise, you get, you know, you might get your ass right. whipped. You well, uh, it says she'll be back on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to get milk. Yeah. By the way, I need to go with myself. Uh, I'll yeah. hit you up. It's getting it. late. Yeah. <laughs> Better get home. Yeah. yeah, maybe she's there waiting. She says, "Stay at the mountain." She'll yeah. be back later. You know. Um, so I, I don't know, but let's talk about this preview. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. The one thing in the preview that sticks out more than anything is you see a person running with something in their hands, and then you see an M16 fire happen, and then you see an explosion where that person was running. Are we to say we're going to see a feral go kabloomy? We're gonna be, uh, I guess it'd be like Running Man. Where you're, don't stop. Kaboom. <laughs> the head blows off. Um, I, I think we're going to have at least two major deaths. I think so. Maybe there not necessarily a, major. There but is like, a scene where you see like Gwen and they're having to like carry her back because she's screaming in agony. And I, I think she's safe. Like I, I'm tired. No, no, no. Of, what I'm saying is that I think she's mortified and hugely upset because of the amount of death that's happened from yes. the actions that Big Foster has has set forth. And so that right there, this is telling me this is going to be a gut-wrenching. It, oh, it's going to be... Because we're going to lose a Gordon-type character. Like, so, uh, not necessarily see him. That? Maybe him. And then, like... I could see one of the posse for Big Foster going down. I could see one of the characters that we enjoy. If Ted dies, we're right. Yes. If Ted dies, we're right. I'm just telling you how it is. If Philip dies or if Eddie dies, we're right. Oh, yeah, I'm going with that. Um, Craig dies, we die. If uh, Tina dies. Well, I mean, if, if, <laughs> if Craig or Tina die, like, I'm just not even going <laughs> to offer for like, <laughs> yeah, shade. Really. Uh, so I'm going on that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's a, basically the preview is basically setting the form of Holy smokes, here we go. My really curiosity is, is where does Stash fit into this next episode? You know, is it, is it a reveal episode or is it a, I've gathered my evidence and not sure how this is going to play out or is he having to play, um, is he having to figure out the whole, what's uh, happening between the people and Pharaohs? Do we think he can do two things at once? Like, can he shove down the evidence and then go save the Pharaohs up on the mountains? Like, I mean, there's... I don't really know. Because I don't really know what he can do with this evidence. I mean, who do you take it to? Well, it would have to be something bigger than he is. Because he has no evidence that Matt killed her. Yep. He has no evidence of... All he has is pictures... Of dead crops and fish, and two samples that well, were found in a person that he has to gonna he's gonna have to prove that it wasn't a suicide. Right now, it's a suicide. There is no homicide. There's nothing that shows that she was murdered. There's nothing for him to eat. Like I said in the episode, you don't even have a warrant 
to be able to get the cell phone no. or get her files or emails or anything like that. So as of right now, he has what he believes. He doesn't have proof that this soil and water came from the mountain. He does, like I said, he has really good assumptions and what he believes is solid evidence. However, this is getting thrown out so fast. Like these, the lawyers from one planet are going to eat him alive. Yeah, I mean, think about, I can, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking law and order right now is that who's had the possession of these items, somebody who sabotaged one planet and then committed suicide. And this was found in their salt pepper shakers. Your honor, <laughs> there's no way we can't say this has not been tainted or handled improperly or anything am, am I really in here defending this? Like what? I mean, why are we here? Exactly. So, I mean, I could totally be watching Jack McCoy on Law and Order and be like, your honor, yeah. how can you dismiss this case and take away my evidence? You know, <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. Uh, if anything, it's going to be a you know wait and see kind of moment. So we'll go from there. But other than that, man, that was the episode, and we have been talking for a long damn time. We really because have because it was a good episode. I did have some detail issues. I was like, Meh, why don't do that again? But it did have a lot of really good stuff. I thought there was really really strong performances. A big Foster, little Foster. Even the guy who plays Gordon was slimy. I, one time I thought he's good, sometimes bad. I mean, good, like bad. that ten-minute sequence of me hating him to me trusting him to going right back to hating him, and like you said, yes. just calling him a d bag and everything. Strong, Great. very strong. Um, uh, those were some of my favorite moments tonight. One of the best fight scenes we've seen in the show. Period. Absolutely, absolutely. Not the result we wanted, but the plausibility yes. was there, and so on. So I do really like that. So. It was a really, really strong. Um, again, reminder, people, hashtag Shay must stay. Okay? Please keep, keep, keep hitting it. Keep watching. Encourage people to watch. Best the ratings we can get to try to make it where Sony can sell this and continue our season and our fans and our people. Because there are so many amazing people that depend on this show as part of their livelihood. And we want to make sure it continues. It's just one of our favorite shows of all time. And... Damn and we just of, want to continue watching great of, TV. One of our favorites to pod about. So keep going. Guys, yeah. if you listened to the pod and thought we were maybe off or wrong or really like what we had to say or hey, agree, hit us up with some comments. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Especially since right now we're having this amazing giveaway for some of this fan art and stuff. I know that's right. Guys, if you hadn't had a chance yet, we, we've got some of the original concept art from the show, from season one. One of them is a picture of Lady Ray, which is absolutely beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. We'll send it. It's going to be sent to you in a nice protective case, framed, whatever you want to call it, and stuff. We also have this amazing handmade mobile. Now, this thing is made of real vines and cowhide and jawbone and different strings, and it is unbelievable. I mean, I'm sitting, it's sitting right outside right now, and I'm looking at it. And I really don't want to give it up, but we're going to send it to a fan, and all you have to do is show your support for us who's promoting this show. Go to iTunes, use your account or a friend's account or somebody, and just leave a, a quick sentence or two with a five-star rating review for our podcast. It helps us out so we can help the show, and that's all you have to do. And that enters you to win, and when you do, we're just going to send it to you. And, it, and you know, and for God forbid this show doesn't continue, it's going to be a collector's item. It really it's something is. that is a memorable piece to one of your favorite shows to ever been on TV. And in my mind, that right there carries so much value. So don't don't miss this opportunity. If you're not sure how to do it, there's a quick links to get on there. We put on our Facebook page and I, uh, you know, on our Twitter. 
you know, find a friend, get some help, whatever you need to do. We've had a few entries already. We want to get more. Continue and bring them on. But, guys, I'm going to call it a night. Again, Shay must stay. We're really pimping for the show and hopefully sticks around. Um, and we're going to be looking forward to the finale. And that's when, after the finale, we'll announce our winner on the pod. So, guys, as always, this is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week.